What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And we bring on right now Christy Ackert of the New York Daily News, uh, who's been covering this. And uh, Christy, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, everything's good. So, you know, Alex Cora looks like he's going to Boston. I know you reported a few days ago that, you know, he wasn't considered a favorite for the job. Um, you know, what's the uh, the Mets thoughts on, you know, Cora not sticking around here? I don't think they ever expected him to. I don't think it was a good fit. Um, I think it was more of, I think at this stage you have some informational interviews. Um, I was told by a former GM that sometimes you use these interviews to find out what, how other organizations handle things. Um, I think it was a good chance for them to kind of explore some options. And I don't think they ever went into it thinking that he was going to be their next manager. What, um, so, what was it about the I fit that maybe right. didn't work with Cora? Um, I don't really know that there was anything specific. I just don't think there was the connection there. Um, I don't think he had the connection uh, to Sandy. Um, I think they were curious about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he came. He's coming from a very analytical organization. They wanted to see how he would fit, how he would translate. Um, but I don't think that there was that connection going in. And I don't think he had that either. I think he probably had Boston in mind more. Um, you know, certainly they interviewed him quickly. And it looks like they're probably going to snap him up pretty quickly. And you could understand that. They, I mean, the Red Sox, it's a better job than the Mets right now. It's a much better job than the uh, Mets right now. They're going to spend some money. They have players. Um, the only thing you have to worry about is, are they going to give you time? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that that can be worked out. And that's an attract. I mean, I've had agents and I've had... Uh, at least one manager who's, or one candidate who's been mentioned among all four jobs say that that would probably be the most attractive job. Yeah, and we're talking with Christy Acker of the New York Daily News. How's the Mets job looked at? Um, I would say it's you know as I was told the other day, it's still New York. It's a big it's a big market. Um, it's a good place to win if you can. Um, there's a lot of question marks in the Mets job. You have to. Um, you have to gamble on whether the pitchers are going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to gamble on whether Jonas Cespedes is going to be healthy. Um, this is a, you know this is a place where you need to win. You know when Sandy Alderson and Terry Collins came in, it, it was a rebuilding period. People knew what was going to happen. I'm not sure people are going to be that receptive to that anymore. Uh, Sandy Alderson himself said this isn't rebuilding; it's a reset. So you're gambling on on health, which they haven't had good results with. Uh, their farm system is not seen as very strong. Um, and, you know, there's always that pressure of winning there. Yeah, and you got to trust that they're going to go out and fill some of those holes uh, this offseason as well. How about, you know, it seems that the first round of interviews, I don't know if we can officially say that, but they, they interviewed the, the candidates that we know about uh, for now, 
Has anything really been said about if anyone blew them away or, or did well in the interview process? It feels like um, I haven't seen any reports, you know, as far as that goes. I've heard a few guys did did well. Um, I heard Kevin Long did well. I heard Joe McEwing did well. I haven't heard anything about front runners. I haven't, you know, it's been a pretty tight lip process so far. Um, I think they've finished up the first round. I know guys are kind of guys that have interviewed are expecting to hear back from the team in the next few days. Um, and they've been largely leaving kind of with a sense of not exactly knowing what the next step would be. You uh, you spend as much time in that clubhouse uh, as anyone. And, and what kind of transition do you think it would be for Kevin Long if we were to go from hitting coach, which I, I got to think is a much different relationship that you have with the players, to then suddenly becoming the manager? Um, I think it would be a much different relationship in a lot of ways, but I think there's a core, um, there's a core there that he is a good communicator. I think that's probably what the Mets like about him the most. Um, he is able to take the analytics that they so value um, and talk to players in a, in a language that they understand what those analytics are telling the front office and get the results they want. Um, you're seeing that. You saw that with Jonas Cespedes and, and the high fastball. You know, he, they were able to explain to him how much he was losing out by swinging at those, and you saw results. And I think that's what the Mets think his communication skills are. So I think it would be a different relationship but I think he'd be able to communicate with players. Um, he'd have to hire a strong bench coach. He'd have to hire a strong pitching coach. Yes. Yeah, he hasn't run a bullpen before. No. Well, in the minors, I'm sure he did when he managed. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and I believe I believe that, you know, you would have to have a bullpen coach in there that is familiar with those relievers. I think that would be an argument for bringing Ricky Bonus back. Okay, and we're uh, talking again with Christy Ackert of the New York Daily News. You spent some time covering, you know, the Astros and the Yankees as well. And I just wonder, we got a call about this, uh, you know, about 20 minutes ago about Todd Frazier. And I don't know if Frazier's a perfect fit from a baseball point of view, but it feels like his presence in the Mets clubhouse maybe will be pretty valuable considering what he's done there with the Yankees. Um, You know, what do you make of that? I think he would be a good voice in the clubhouse. He seems... I mean, I've had limited exposure to him compared to the Mets clubhouse, yeah. but um, he seems like a, a Jay Bruce kind of guy, maybe a little looser, maybe a more of a Neil Walker type of guy. That was clearly missing in that clubhouse at the end of the year. Um, you had a lot of kids in there in terms of position players, and you didn't have a lot of leadership. Um, it's hard for a starting pitcher to take that role as a leader. Mm-hmm. So they need that. Whether they're going to spend on that is the question. Um, you know, if they have a David Wright around, that makes a huge difference in that clubhouse. I mean, huge. Um, but, you know, that's another gamble you're you're taking in, on his health. So, you know, a Todd Frazier would be an interesting fit. You know, he's a New Jersey guy. He's fun. Uh, one of the things I always, I always found interesting about Bartolo Colon is even when they went through tough times, all the players were like, but Bartolo's making us laugh. So, you know, kind of ease things when things were a little tense. There was value in that. So, um, you know, they could really use that in that clubhouse. Yeah, well, that's something, too, that, that Terry Collins would talk about all the time with Jose Reyes, too, right? 
Jose is a guy that, yeah, you know, he could see the bright, you know, this bright sun for those bad days. Mm-hmm. And he was good about that. I think it was hard for him this year when he wasn't playing well at first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's hard for a player to kind of be that leader when that's not happening. But you need those guys who can joke around when times are down. You're seeing that with the Astros now. You know, that clubhouse is tense and, you know, they haven't lost three games in a row since early September. Um, they're pressing and, you know, you could really use some a little bit of laughter in that clubhouse right now. Yeah. I mean, how about Dallas Keuchel? He, he was looking forward to pitching Yankee Stadium. He's had success there before and, uh, you know, seemed like he, he didn't enjoy the experience much last night. I I don't think he did. He, he was very <laughs> respectful of the Bronx fans. But I also think you have to give credit to the fact that the Yankee hitters adjusted to him. That was pretty impressive, too. Um, you know, it, that happens. That 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 stadium got really loud uh, last night, so uh, it was an experience for them, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, they'll they'll never forget it in Houston if they uh, don't come back in this series. And uh, Christy Ackert of the New York Daily News, uh, we appreciate the time tonight, Christy. Thank you. Thank you.